On the fateful and tragic day of March 31, 1922, a new maid named Maria Baumgartner, 44, was on her way to the Gruber household to begin her first day of work. Maria would never know that while she cheerfully reported for work that day, in just a few hours since the time that she stepped on the threshold of the cursed Hinterkaifeck farm, she would be savagely murdered for being in the wrong place at the worst possible time. Four days after the fateful day on April 4th, the Gruber's absence was palpably felt and finally noticed in the nearby town, and the townspeople were starting to worry about the family and their new maid. Victoria's young daughter, Kezilia, was not showing up for her classes at school, and Victoria herself had not been attending church, which was very unlike her. The postman in town also noticed that the Gruber's mail had been left unclaimed as well. Clearly, something was amiss. A few townsfolk decided to go to the Gruber's farm to check in on them and make sure they were safe. When the group of concerned citizens knocked on the Gruber's door and called out for them, no one answered. A search of the property around the house and by the nearby forest did not produce anything beyond the norm either. The townsfolk also noted that the air in Hinterkaifeck Farm on that terrible day was stale and eerily quiet. The barn was the last building to be checked. The townspeople opened the door and were met with the most horrific sight that any of them had ever seen in their lives. On the floor of the old barn, lying in a gruesome pool of their own coagulated blood, lay the lifeless bodies of Andreas, his wife, his daughter Victoria, and his young granddaughter Cazelia. The bodies were positioned in the middle of the barn and covered in hay. The Gruber family appeared to have been systematically lured into the barn one by one and brutally attacked as they innocently entered to face their untimely death. As horrifying as the scene in the barn was, what was even more painfully apparent to those who were witness on that terrible day was the sight of the dead little girl, Cazelia, with clumps of her hair torn out of her scalp. They could only deduce that she had been alive long enough after the attack on her to witness the scene in the barn straight from hell that unfolded in front of her innocent eyes. Upon discovering the bodies in the barn, the townsfolk began to frantically search for the new maid Maria and the little boy Joseph, in case they were still alive and needed help. But they were tragically found in the farmhouse and suffered the same evil fate as the others. The little boy Joseph lying on top of his bed in Victoria's bedroom, and the maid Maria was found dead in her own bedchambers. It was obvious that both the maid and the little boy had also lost enormous amounts of blood. On that fateful and tragic day, it was confirmed by all those present that all six members of the Hinterkaifeck farm had been brutally murdered in cold blood. The authorities were immediately called and a few hours later, police officers from the Munich Police Department arrived. Inspector Georg Reingruber was the lead of the team in charge of the murder investigation. The police team initially suspected that the real motive for the Hinterkaifeck murders was robbery and they proceeded to interrogate suspicious-looking people from the nearby villages, as well as transient merchants and even beggars in the vicinity. But that robbery theory was laid to rest when a big sum of money was easily discovered in the house during the investigation, and all the other family valuables remained intact as well. A thief would have found that large sum of money easily and would have made off with all the family heirlooms if that was the real motive. During the ongoing police investigation, it was also discovered that a few weeks before the hellish night at Hinterkaifeck, Victoria had completely emptied her bank account 
and even borrowed some additional funds from her half-sister. Andreas Gruber was the senior Kazelia's second husband, to serve as seed money for investing in their farmstead. Victoria had also surreptitiously donated a $700 gold mark in the church confessional. When the parish priest traced the sizable amount back to her as the secret donor, Victoria told the priest to keep the money for missionary work. During the investigation, the police did not know if it was related to the murders, but the sizable amount of money that had been withdrawn from Victoria's bank account was never again accounted for. Another theory and criminal motive that the investigators played around with extensively was that the Hinterkaifeck murders were done as a crime of passion. It was widely speculated by the police that Victoria's former ardent suitor, a man by the name of Lorenz Schlittenbauer, had a plausible motive to want the Gruber family dead. It was widely talked about in town if Schlittenbauer could be young Joseph's true father. The majority believed this was not so, and that Joseph was the product of an incestuous relationship between Victoria and her own father Andreas. When the police interrogated Schlittenbauer, he confessed that he knew about Andreas and Victoria's illicit and illegal relationship, and that he was disgusted by it. The motive was that this sordid incestuous relationship must have enraged the love-struck Schlittenbauer, and he retaliated by killing the entire family, even his alleged son, the young Joseph. The police persisted in following up on this particular murder motive involving the suspect, but they were unable to find enough evidence to support this claim. 